welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, Deep Conversations and Tarot Medicine for Your Highest Evolution. I am your host, Lindsay Mack. Thank you so much for being with me today. We find ourselves both at the crest of a new month and at a very special date. We are now at one year of this podcast. This podcast started, if you don't count episode zero, which I don't, technically, this podcast officially launched with the August monthly medicine episode a year ago today. And um, it feels pretty special to be coming full circle. Uh, It makes so much sense that this podcast would be a Leo. (laughs) Um, And I just want to start out by saying thank you. Um, When I started this podcast, I hoped that it would become what it has become, but kind of didn't even let myself dream it. And um, it's just been so much more than I ever would have expected. And I'm forever humbled, grateful, touched. Um, Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me and for being patient with my learning curves and for making your gentle suggestions and your reviews and your kindness. And it just means the world to me. And I can't wait to keep serving and supporting you in the year ahead. And as a kind of a thank you, I don't know how big of a thank you it is, but we have a couple of treats for this episode. The first is that our, this podcast got a little, um, got like a little paint job in that um, we changed the icon for the podcast, which feels great because I loved the old icon, but um, she really deserved some some zhuzhing. So we zhuzhed her. And we now have a website and like a dedicated email, like professionals. It only took a year. So if you'd like to check out the official um, website for the Tarot for the Wild Soul podcast, you can check out wildsoulpodcast.com. And I think you're going to love it. It's pretty gorgeous. Um, And if you have comments, questions, suggestions, ask a tarot reader submissions, you can email those either on the form on the website um, through that or to wildsoulpodcast at gmail.com. And I just like, just want to say thank you so much. Um, We're currently working by We, I Mean Me, my incredible, um, my amazing uh, assistant, Iris, and my new podcast helper, Caitlin, um, are helping to backdate uh, the episodes with some fresh verbiage and links. And we're going to be posting those throughout the month, um, hopefully backlogging the whole podcast. Um, We're just really like, we're, we're putting a fresh coat of paint on everything, and I'm excited to share it with you. Um, this is, uh, so there's that. And so just thank you one year. It feels very momentous and exciting. So, wow. (laughs) I mean, when I went to go kind of just sit down and hang out with the month's energy, I just, I don't know that I was quite prepared for what came up. It's not like this is going to be a crusher of a month. In fact, I, I think it'll be quite transformative and probably a lot of fun. But uh, wow, are we in for some deep energy? But I think most people listening to this probably know that we're still 
kind of moving out of the, we still have a pretty major eclipse coming up on August 11th, which we'll talk about. We have um, Mercury retrograde, which we're going to be in until the 19th of August. We have a lot of energetic portals that we're going through. And the first that I'd like to talk about before I get into the meat of the monthly medicine is that today is Lunasad or Lamas for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere. And for those of us in the Southern Hemisphere, today is your Imbolc. So Lunasad is a glorious harvest festival. We want to think middle of Leo season. Sun is shining. Leaves are full and juicy. Everything's kind of beaming. It's um, not midsummer, obviously, but the fullness of summer, halfway between summer and the coming of fall. There's this sense of harvest. So we're reviewing in Lunasad. We're questioning. We're asking ourselves, you know, what have I birthed? accomplished? How have I grown? What have I been tending in the garden of my life? What's ready to be harvested? And like, you know, I don't say this very often on this podcast, but like give yourself credit for those answers. I guarantee you the brain never lets us fully celebrate our accomplishments. Lunasad is one of those days to be like, fuck you brain. I am amazing. I've come so far. I would have responded like this a year ago, six months ago. Now I'm responding like this. It's pretty amazing. So it's really a time to be able to be really present. I'm really in our truth about what has been ripening in our lives, what we've been um, shining the sun of our being on. It's an utterly Leo holiday <laughs> for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, so celebrate it in whatever way you want, just by breathing in air through your lungs. That's enough of a harvest festival, but you can also go all out. Um, you can read about Lunasad. I, I hesitate sometimes to give ideas for high holy days like that because I think everyone should be able to do their own thing and everybody has different belief systems around those things. So you can look up, look it up for yourself, but it's a very, very beautiful harvest day and one of the high holy days of the year, of the wheel of the year. Um, and for the Southern Hemisphere, this is your imbolc. So imbolc is the kind of wakening, like the stretching of fingers and toes of spring. So even though there's major um, winter going on with y'all, um, imbolc comes around to say, hey, even though you are cold and even though you're in deep winter, the light is coming. It is on its way. So there's an absolutely beautiful aspect of light involving both of these high holy days. And we want to think of them almost as um, for Imbolc in the Southern Hemisphere, it's a lot like a candle. And for Lunasad, it's like a bonfire. It's like the brightness of the sun, just different kinds of energies. So I encourage you to live it up and love it up. This is a very special day for either sides of the globe. And I really love that the podcast wanted to be born on Lunasad. This is her birthday, <clears throat> which feels really special to me. So the channeled medicine for August, the phrase for August is holy renewal. 
holy renewal. You can let those words even just wash right over you. Um, they really have an effect. And um, there's a lot of snakeskin symbolism to this month. And in fact, the the pod these podcasts kind of name themselves. And there was a, a long time I was hearing or feeling like this idea of like literally wanting to be called the serpent sheds its skin. <laughs> like it was kind of playing around with that name. And then Holy Renewal kind of rose up above that and became what it became the name of this. But that idea of uh, snakes shedding their skin is really important to think about this month. Um, Holy Renewal, you know, the definition of renewal, there are two really beautiful, really evocative Webster's Dictionary definitions of the word renewal, and one of them is an instance of resuming an activity or state after an interruption. So if we're thinking about that definition, we're thinking about the the act of pausing and then resuming after an interruption. We want to think about why would we be interrupted? What might be happening during the interruption? What might need to happen in that time and in that pause and in that breath of space for us to come more fully into the next iteration of our renewal? And the second definition that was very evocative to me was the replacing or repair of something that is worn out, run down, or broken. So that pretty much says it all. What is wearing you down? What's wearing you out? What are you holding on to for fear that you'll never be able to find another one or you'll never be able to get it back again? or you won't be able to afford it, or if you let it go, you're going to get punished. What is the relationship with repairing what is broken or replacing what is run down? And not in a sense of like throwaway culture where we're just tossing things out because we don't want to deal with them or we're canceling them or whatever, but this much, much deeper sense what might life be wanting to upgrade for you? Where might you be invited to renew, so to speak? Literally renew. When we renew anything, our membership, a library card, um, anything, we're reflecting immediately. Where was I when I began this membership? Where was I when I said yes to this? Is it time to negotiate my fee? Is it time to raise my fee? Is it time to lower it? Is it time to say goodbye? We don't realize that we really can and are encouraged to regularly review and renew in this life. And when we're talking about holy renewal, what we're talking about is a kind of golden quality. Holy is our version, whatever that might be for us individually, of something that feels pure, of sacred. It could be your, I mean, my, my holy is real messy and wild. So yours could be too. It's whatever is truth to us, like the ringing of a bell and having its pure tone ring through um, our, a hall, a room, 
a temple, a church. It's that clear, you know, just so clear. So holy renewal speaks to something larger. It speaks not to like, oh yeah, I want to kind of like, you know, upgrade my life. I kind of want to do, and that's all great. Talking about what's worn down. What are you holding on to? What are we holding on to? All of us. What are we holding on to that is threadbare, that is ready to be reclaimed, healed, renewed? Renewal is so refreshing. It's not desperate. We're taking our time. There's an interruption here. There's a pause that's built in. This month is very much connected to this idea of like, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to drop in. I'm going to think. We'll be encouraged to do that many, many times. So there's no rush. And, you know, this month is also about curiosity. You know, if we're renewing something, we might not be entirely sure that we are 100% on it, but we might want to continue to try to explore. Maybe we haven't gotten the chance to really explore. So we're going to be doing a lot of thinking about the way we move, show up in the world, how we take up space, what runs bandwidth in the background. Um, we renew so that we can be available for what is in our highest and best. If you joined something in a particular season of your life that really served its purpose but no longer does anymore, you might not renew. And that's really important. It's important because when we're faced with the prospect of renewal, we, well, it's, there's a few things here. There's an absolute beauty to it, the depth of which is so pure because renewal indicates choice. We're choosing. If we renew our vows, we're choosing our spouse again. We're saying, I'm here with you. I'm continuing to be here with you. And I want to reaffirm, reaffirm, renew my devotion, my presence, my support to you and me together and apart. When we're renewing, there's a kind of a pensiveness there's a thoughtfulness. We're thinking about things. We're considering, do I actually desire to renew? And what comes up for me when I consider not doing it? What comes up for me around hurting people's feelings? We renew things, relationships, jobs, obligations for fucking years because we're afraid to hurt people's feelings. We're afraid to hurt their egos by speaking the truth to them. Now, obviously it's not to suggest that we just don't show up for our responsibilities in this life. There are some things that we have to renew for a time that don't necessarily feed us completely, but we are obligated to do. We're not talking about that. We're talking about what are the conditional pieces? What are the pieces that are broken? They're just broken. You know it. Maybe you know, maybe you don't want to know it. Whatever... And wherever you happen to find yourself in this month, in this place of deep renewal, and in this opportunity to really think about how we are engaging 
taking our space, our energy, whom to whom we're offering that to, the more that we're available to think about that, the more we can be open and available to begin new relationships and new memberships, so to speak, with things that do resonate. So we're just making room. Holy renewal is the kind of a rebirth of the self, but it's slow, it's quiet, it's with choice. It's not an accident that in the energy of holy renewal, we move from Leo to Virgo. It's not an accident. Leo being the center of the heart, the solar plexus Virgo, being so incredibly devoted to service, to profound um, groundedness, earthiness, being willing to be the sage, the hermit. That's really Virgo at its highest, you know, experience. So we're moving from the heart to the head in the best way. There has to be some measure of both when we consider the idea of renewing something. A little bit of heart and a little bit of head. Um, this month also contains some major, major portals, which we talked about. We start this month in Lunasad. Not an accident. The only other month that we begin something on the first, I believe, is... Um, February 1st, which is our in bulk here on the Northern Hemisphere and the Southern Hemisphere's Lunasad. And if I have um, my facts not straight, someone, you know, just kindly remind me. I'm sorry that I'm not remembering that off the top of my head potentially. Oh, yeah, May 1st is Beltane. Um, there are only a few months in the year that we move in on an energy. Usually those months represent a kind of a portal. With this month, we have this High Holy Day. We have the Lion's Gate portal, which happens starting on August 8th. A few days after that, we have New Moon Solar Eclipse in Leo. Major, 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 major transit. Huge. We will all feel this one, most likely. Um, profound opportunity to be shaken to get to see, to get to clarify the way that we are communicating, to get to consider upgrades in ways we might never even be aware of. The eclipse that just occurred on um, last week, um, speaking about July in, um, having a moment here. Oh, in Aquarius, right. The eclipse that just occurred in Aquarius, um, there was nothing to do during that eclipse, but to just be. There was nothing to do. We're laying down track for new ways of living in the world and in every moment. And we don't always have to work with the energy to do that. And eclipses are an example of that because we're not necessarily meant to work with the eclipse in any way than to just let it show us where we're going, show us what's going on. So this New moon solar eclipse in Leo on August 11th is an example of that to just allow ourselves to be um, carried by the currents. We also have Mercury going direct on August 19th, which is so nice, but we'll have 
you know, a good number of days in the shadow period. And that can be tough for a lot of people, myself included. And then we have uh, fully out of eclipse season, we have a full moon in Pisces on August 26th. So we have a lot of action happening. We have a lot of astrological action, a lot of doing and undoing, um, a lot of energy here. We're also moving again from Leo to the, to Virgo, which means that we're moving from strength to the hermit. The collective reading for the month ahead for the collective, the medicine for the month ahead is the death card, which was a very powerful moment to turn that over. There is no greater symbol of renewal than death. Death is not the end of anything. It is the end of a certain way that an energy took form. It's the end of perhaps an incarnation in a body. It's the end of perhaps a relationship in the form that it was in. It might even be the end of the way that your garden was holding flowers or herbs or vegetables before you decided to move things or to compost a certain part of your garden for one reason or another or your yard. It's the changing of form and that's renewal. It's the highest experience of renewal and it's the snake shedding its skin. It's not the end of the snake. It's the end of the skin. It's just the end of what covers it. We, part of the reason why we're being invited to look at holy renewal, that concept is because we so often believe that these worn out, broken patterns, beliefs, relationships, cycles that we're in, like memberships that we're a part of, clubs that we're a part of, like clubs meaning, you know, the friend group that always makes fun of people. Clubs meaning like the miserable group or the group that drinks too much or the group that whatever the fuck, you know, or a friendship where it's just super negative and there's some weird energy there, you know. We don't think so often that because it makes us uncomfortable that we can just allow that skin to shed very naturally, very easily. If nothing wrong with drinking, <laughs> but if you're desiring to be kicking it with a different group of people and you keep kicking it with a group that's not really serving you, it's not about them being bad or wrong. It's just about you. It's not about them being low vibe either. It really just is that you're vibing on something different. And to keep trying to keep the skin on does everybody a disservice because they feel you too. They might not know that you don't want to be there, but they're feeling something off of you. So let it go. Death card is a profound transformation, the clearing of one thing into another. It's turning what was once growing in our garden to compost so that it can feed and fertilize what is ready to grow. We renew only what we are interested in continuing. So here's the deal. Let's like really fucking get real here. Most of us don't think about death. If you are in touch with your mortality, you are going to be in touch with the fact that you don't need to wait for a reason to say goodbye. You don't always have to wait for a reason to not re-up. You can just say no because life is short and precious 
and you don't owe anybody an explanation. You just simply don't have to do it. When we're connected with this idea of death as the great serpent, as the great cosmic transformation, that can be microcosmic and macrocosmic. It doesn't have anything to do, nothing to do with us controlling that or waiting for the moment or the reason or for them to say it first. If you don't want to renew, you don't have to renew. And in fact, being that the death card is a very powerful major arcana card, you may want to look around. What are you just simply not interested in? Who's not RSVPing to you? What's not working out? Might be that you need to consider your renewal on something. So it's just about gently observing, pausing, taking that moment of reflection, like pen tipped to the mouth of just thinking, you know, what is this offering me? What am I offering it? To do that is to stay really energetically hygienic. And it's a really nice way to live. And you know, if you aren't somebody who's in touch with your mortality on a regular basis, you don't need anybody. Like, it's so cute. People say, you know, there's no time but the present. Life is really short. There really is no time like the present. Life is quite short. So if you're interested in not carrying shit over to your next lifetime, or if you don't even believe in that shit, or that stuff, <laughs> and you just want to be clean with your desires, letting there be space for the new. Clean it up and let there be space for the new. Let spirit help you clean it up. You know, a snake does not have to push the skin off. The skin goes and the snake works with it, trusts it, trusts the timing. This is so much a part of this month. Totally trust that when your skin is ready to go, it's going to go. The key is to let it go. And to see what might be possible once you're free of this old piece of you that you don't need anymore. It's not that it's bad. We just don't need it anymore. We're ready to renew. The piece that we're leaving in July, releasing in July, is Page of Wands. So we've been doing a lot of thinking in July about rebirthing and about movement, about how we move, how we show up, what we're doing. And what was happening in July, whether we knew it or not, is that we were kind of being invited to test out different ways of moving, different ways of engaging with the world. So for example, if you're somebody who finds yourself kind of waiting for things to happen, you might have noticed that you, maybe not until now, that you maybe tried something different, that you engaged, that you moved into an engagement with someone where you said, hey, I really like to do this, or hey, are you interested in this, and found yourself in a little bit more of an active go-getter position. And conversely, if you're somebody who does all the go-getting, you might have noticed that maybe it kind of ground down to a halt for you, your life, and found yourself faced with the opportunity to not do much and to let that be okay. So Page of Wands is all about wise movement. And the knights are really about movement, period. But page of wands is significant because the wands are just like, they're fire sign, like leap, go, do, don't think. Page of wands is ruled by earth and fire. So we've brought this kind of gentle 
compressed, grounding, gentle earthing to the fire of the wands, to the fire of this particular page. And so when we're in page of wands, our kind of job or invitation is to sort of leap into something, but we're doing it differently than we've ever done it before. We're trying things in a different way than we ever have before. And it's kind of that difference in movement, that pause that creates a whole new neural pathway in the brain for us to try different things and know that they might work or they might not. And that experimentation piece of it is what we're leaving in July and what we're moving into, how August is actually going to feel in an experiential way is three of wands. Three of wands is about taking that experimentation and moving in into concrete action. So this is the month to say, even though we're in a Mercury retrograde, I know that's very controversial. This really is the month to let whatever wants to go, go so that you can step forward and do what you want. Three of wands is really significant because it's not only about being ready for your next stage of excitement and passion and curiosity. Like we're, we're ready. We're fucking ready. Like three of wands is in another way, like death, the shedding of a skin, because if you're in three of wands, chances are you are probably doing something where you've reached some kind of a measure of success, whether it be for yourself or publicly or whatever. And it's not that it's going badly. You're just ready for something new. It might be that you're bored or it might be that the eternal student in you, the soul in you just wants to keep learning. And that's perfect. So when we're moving into that energy, as we will be in August, we want to think about what are we ready to engage in? What are we ready to learn about? How are we ready to be both teacher and student at the same time? That's a beautiful way of looking at this card because in fact we are. The three of wands is almost always an indicator of some kind of mastery in an area and a desire to be more masterful in a new area, a desire to be both beginner and master at the same time. So with that being said, one of the most beautiful parts about this, absolutely one of the most beautiful parts about this card is the ability to say to ourselves, you know, okay, in the month ahead, how am I actually putting forward my renewal, my new ventures, now that I've released the skins that are no longer serving me? And the gentle medicine from divine is the moon. So obviously, as we know, the moon is a profound ally for transformation without necessarily seeing, without necessarily knowing the full extent of, you know, kind of where we're going, what might be happening, what might be next. It's really a chance for us to know that we might not fully understand the arc of our journey this month. The moon is all about, you know, that phrase blossoming in the void. It's all about that, all about blooming in the unknown, all about um, trusting that our journey and where it's taking us is exactly correct for us. Where it's moving us to is exactly correct for us. And doing so might be really swirly. It might be really scary. 
It might be that we don't exactly know where it is that we're going or what we're doing all the time, but trusting that inner instinct and taking those pauses is a really beautiful way to begin to feel into some of the energies that we're moving into this month. So the medicine for our month is great transformation renewal in the form of the death card ruled by Scorpio, symbol of which is snake, scorpion, and phoenix. So there's some real powerful chances to shed here, to re-up, to renew, <clears throat> to consider what we're investing our time and energy into. We are leaving behind the experimentation with new forms of movement and we're moving into a time when we're taking that on, taking new forms of possibility on. We're, you know, with three of wands, it could mean stepping into a new passion just because it's new to you. Like, have you ever wanted to learn the piano? It doesn't matter if that has anything to do with what you want to do as a career. It's just nice practice to be able to pick up something new. All of those things are very much connected to the idea of renewal and this kind of connects to this idea of refreshment. You know, August can be a refreshing time if we're available to it. And the refreshment can come from this um, idea of renewal through the lens of beginning something exciting, beginning something that feels momentous to us, exciting to us, that fills us with a certain kind of passion all of those things can be very, very deeply connected to this energy. <clears throat> and the gentle message from divine being in the moon is just to trust the flow of it, just to trust the pace, how it's unfolding. And if we can't necessarily see what is in alignment, that's okay. It's definitely okay. We start our month of July or wow, of August in the strength card. And then we move into the hermit. So the strength card is the invitation to touch upon what scares us, period. We're already in this at the recording of this podcast because it, we've been moving through it in uh, July too because it's ruled by Leo. Um, practicing the receptivity of the lion, the courage of the woman, it's all connected there for us. So we're moving heart first, heart-centered first in the strength card. And when, you know, this idea of Leo is a very powerful portal because in Leo, we connect with the heart. We connect with the courage of the heart. We connect with the solar plexus, the sun of the body. We connect with all of these intense, like Lunasad, Lionsgate, usually an eclipse, um, going direct after a planet's been retrograde. A lot of, or after, um, yeah, after a planet's been retrograde, a lot of movement and portaling happens in Leo season. And it can be kind of intense. It can also be a relief after cancer. But the thing to remember with this energy is that it's all about reconnecting us to the sun of our being, to our inner courage, our inner compass. So we can look to this woman honoring her intuition, honoring this really, really courageous act of going up to this lion, taking that risk, 
it's the same thing for us. You know, we can connect it to three of wands really beautifully. Like, what are we ready to touch into? What are we ready to touch upon that we might be afraid might bite us, but the risk of missing out is too great and we need to move forward regardless. Like all of those things are connected very strongly with the strength card and how they weave into our monthly medicine here. So moving into the hermit after Leo is always a very strong, very strong energetic shift because we're basically moving from striding forward to deeply pausing, like deeply. (laughs) The strength card is all about committed movement. The hermit card, not so much. It's more about moving and taking it one step at a time. Both of them weave in together quite beautifully, though, because um, care and consideration are both woven into each of these cards. So we want to think to ourselves, what is my movement like? How do I move through the world? What am I committed to? What am I connected to? All of those things are very much a part of the flow from the strength card to the hermit. And, you know, the other beauty of this idea, the other beautiful piece of this idea is that with Strength to Hermit, we're really rewriting the way we engage with things that challenge us. The Strength card can sometimes bring us into major stuff, major. Like if our lion is... The thing with the strength card is that the woman on that card does not necessarily know that lion is not going to bite her hand off. She's doing it anyway because that's what she's channeling. That's what she's being told by her higher self to try, to step forward and to give it a shot because she's hearing show up to this aspect of yourself of life with an undefended heart, as undefended as you can be. It is not an accident that on the strength card, the woman is wearing all white. She's showing up with a completely undefended heart, absolutely not knowing if this creature is going to attack her, is going to snap back at her, but she's showing up open-hearted anyway. It takes a lot of strength and courage to do that. So whatever comes up for us, whether it be our inner selves, our outer, some aspect of our outer self, all we need to do is check in. You know, am I being drawn to this? Am I being, um, you know, brought to this place? Whatever it might be, we're shifting into a different space in the strength card and one that brings us a lot closer to our courage and to our heart than maybe we were before. Once we've gone through that journey, Shifting into the hermit can be a deep relief because it really can be like moving from, it can be a little clumsy in the, in the shift from Leo to Virgo, but we move and gain information by moving closer to that lion. We begin to see that once the thing that scares us, if we show up to it with an undefended heart, it's going to melt too. You know, that's the power of compassion a lot of the time. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. And um, people can feel when you're not, you know, showing up defended and armed. And once we have that knowledge, we have to sit with it. 
We have to walk with it slowly. We have to absorb it. And that's where Virgo comes in. That's what we get to do in that energy. So holy renewal, the opportunity to review, to upgrade, to release anything, anything at all that we're not sure that we want to be a member of anymore. And that's our medicine for this month. Kind of surprised. I'm looking at the time. This is a short monthly medicine. I feel like I talked for like an hour and a half though. I'll just say succinct, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I'm trusting it. You know, it feels good. Um, for this month, remember the snake. Remember the snake shedding its skin. Remember that it doesn't take physical death to transcend anything that we no longer desire to be a part of and that so often life does so much of that work for us. And if we ever doubt it, we, can, we only need to look at the snake, at a tree, to see how powerfully we can stay the same and yet shed anything in the external that's not serving. You get to do that too. Consider for yourself where you can intersect between your intention, what you see as something you actively don't want to renew, and what divine is showing you. Maybe you never even saw it before, considered it before. What is no longer in your highest and best to mess with anymore? That's what I have for you. So to end this episode, I'm just wishing you an absolutely beautiful lunasad and an absolutely beautiful day and month ahead. I'm so excited to connect in our future episodes um, and in all the upcoming episodes that we have for this month and beyond. Um, just a little gentle reminder that enrollment for my eight-week course, Tarot for the Wild Soul, is still open and will be open until September 4th. If you wanted to learn the tarot, if you wanted to be connected to the tarot, um, if you're ready for an offering that can renew, enrich, and enliven your tarot practice in whole new ways, learning it from learning the whole deck from a very soul-centered lens. This course is probably for you. Um, if you want to learn more about it, you can click the link in the show notes or go to lindsaymack.com and you will find under Soul Tarot School, the tab, uh, a link to go directly to the course and to check it out. And if you're interested, you can, there are payment plans and lots of different ways to be involved. Um, yeah, just thanking all of you so much. Thank you for a beautiful year of support for your practice and your presence and your kindness and your jubilance. And, um, I'm just so grateful to be on this ride with all of you. And I thank you so much for being here with me and for supporting the podcast so profoundly over the last year. And, with that, I'm wishing you an absolutely beautiful start to your August and a beautiful, beautiful day. Until next week, I'll see you.